What's up, guys? It's a beautiful day out, and I needed a win. Oh, my God, did I need a win. So, we got this beautiful day out. Monday. Episodes out on time. Like I said, a little later in the day, but you know what? It's out. So, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys listen to Sean Fagan, because Sean and I had a really good talk. Um, not even going to get into it. Just you know him as the Muay Thai guy. So this dude is, is all over the internet. Just look that up and you're going to see him. But I want to get out of here so you can go ahead and start listening to Sean Fagan on a fighter's story. Yeah, and just like that, it's kind of kind of go time. Like I said, I don't do any fancy intros or anything like that. But for uh, the listeners today, we have uh, the Muay Thai guy, uh, Sean Fagan. Um, I believe I'm saying that correctly. Um, yes, you're good. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's almost impossible to kind of type in Muay Thai in YouTube and not have Muay Thai guy pop up or, you know, it's just it's uh, all over Instagram as well. You got what 198,000 on Instagram and 262 on YouTube um thousand that is 262,000 subscribers on YouTube so you have quite the busy life I can imagine so hopefully we can get into that but uh first why don't you kind of just give us a little intro you know um kind of start your story off who you are um where you're originally from because you're in uh you're in Thailand right now I believe right no, I actually just moved back to where I'm originally from. Oh, okay. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Well, yeah, how about we uh, just kind of start there then? Cool, yeah. So uh, I'm Sean Fagan, otherwise known as the Muay Thai guy. It's kind of uh, crazy when you mention just like the following I have is always a little bizarre to actually like take in and realize how much like impact I have and how like if you do Google Muay Thai, I pop up. I'm really grateful for all that though. And it's been a, a huge part in allowing me to live a life more on my terms and pursue my passions through Muay Thai and be able to help other people do that. I'm originally from upstate New York in a small town called New Paltz. My wife and I, we just actually moved back here and we just got settled in. And it's been a nice change of pace. We've been living in Thailand for the past a little over three years all throughout COVID. We haven't been back to see family until relatively recently. And when we came back to see family, um, my wife was pregnant. And so it was just really nice being near family and friends after being on an island in Thailand for two years. And so we decided to make the move back here. And I've also recently retired from fighting professionally and I'm focusing on other areas of my life while still maintaining my training, still coaching, still teaching. And that's where I'm at right now, man. Yeah, no, that's awesome. With, uh, with this huge following that you have, do you feel like it kind of gives you a voice or do you feel like it's almost like put you into like this box of like, you know, you only do instructionals type thing, or has it given you kind of like a creative space to, to kind of let something out a little bit? Yeah. It's weird, man. Internet is weird. Social media is weird. And we're still like all getting used to it. You know, Um, when I first started, I, I knew I wanted to, I knew I wanted to fight because fighting really helped me learn about myself and grow as a human being. And I saw a lot of potential out of the ability to kind of like share my journey 
with other people. And so that's where I started blogging, creating YouTube videos, doing all this kind of stuff. And it kind of morphed into this thing that it is today. And that started about uh, like 10 years ago or so. And it's been weird to be, it's funny because when I started Muay Thai guy.com, I didn't think that I would be the Muay Thai guy. I thought that was just a cool name for a website, like, oh, Muay Thai guy.com, you know? And then I didn't think about it. And then all of a sudden I am the Muay Thai guy. And it's a little weird to get used to. I do feel I've had, I've had bouts with it, to be honest. I've had bouts with like uh, imposter syndrome of like feeling uh, just genuine, like online and feeling like I'm just talking about Muay Thai all the time and I'm not really sharing my true thoughts on things. And so I do feel like it kind of painted me in a corner in a way, uh, in some aspects, uh, showing up on social media. It's funny. Cause like you see me on YouTube, you see me on Instagram and I look very like outgoing and extroverted, but man, I keep to myself. I am as introverted as they come. I love my alone time. And so getting all this extra attention and people reaching out to me and everything I love, I love the, my fans and everything. They, they, allow me to do what I'm able to do. Uh, but it was a little overwhelming at first. Still is a little overwhelming. Still trying to figure the shit out. You know, it's uh, not, they don't have like a rule book for how to be a Muay Thai influencer or influencer in general. And so it's definitely been a little getting used to with the new stage in my life. I'm going to continue creating Muay Thai content on Muay Thai guy, but I want to be getting into more just a uh, diverse discussions about life, about, high performance about just everything, you know, and uh, not just talk about Muay Thai all the time. I was doing a podcast for a while and uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, interviewing fighters and, and chatting with my friends about Muay Thai. But then after a while, you just kind of start saying the same things over and over again. And there's only so many times you can yeah. like do that. And I felt like Muay Thai is, I love Muay Thai. Obviously I've dedicated a lot of my life to it. Um, I have a lot of respect for fighters and the people involved with it, but I see it more as a tool to help me become a better human. And so, although you see me just talk about Muay Thai all the time, Muay Thai was just essentially the, the building block, the vehicle to help me get to other goals in my life, whether it be financial freedom, uh, personal freedom, uh, growth, personal development, and that kind of stuff. And so now I'm trying to pivot a little bit of my messaging towards that while still helping people learn Muay Thai and use Muay Thai as a way to better themselves, become more disciplined, uh, become more confident and like able to defend themselves. And so, although there's been times where I kind of like uh, resented it almost in a way, it's always uh, come circled back around to me being able to impact people in a, in a positive way, help change people's lives, whether it's losing weight, having their first fight, whatever it may be. And now I can hopefully be able to continue to spread the message, but do a little bit more uh, diverse, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's crazy that when I started this thing um, and just calling it a fighter's story, I found, like, I thought that, you know, talking to fighters about their story would be amazing until you get some of those guys that all they can talk about is fighting, you know, and then you're just like, oh, man, like, it seems like you kind of missed the point, you know, because, like, like you said, Muay Thai is kind of, um it's almost like the door to a spiritual journey for me anyway for uh, sure it, it definitely like i'm i'm very new to uh to muay thai i've been doing jujitsu for a minute um but had like this huge medical thing happen that got me into martial arts um is kind of like my rebound and muay thai has it's it's given me something that i didn't expect because a lot of my friends will be like oh you go to a, a fight gym you know they're calling it 
um and you know you must be around a bunch of like savages all day and i'm like actually like there's some of like the nicest most humble nerdiest people you know like that you'll ever meet in your life and it's it's hard for people to to kind of understand that and for me coming from uh like the meathead bodybuilding you know gym like world uh, it's so negative that that thing you were talking about that imposter syndrome I've struggled with that my entire life and so I'm realizing that Muay Thai is giving me this vehicle to kind of communicate with people in a more vulnerable manner you know and have conversations about actual life you know and kind of like see how people get places and seeing somebody else fail get back up and then overcome that you know that's kind of what Muay Thai has given me so it's uh that is fighting you know that's martial yeah. arts it's just yeah, like exactly. getting your ass whooped over and over again until you figure out how to not get your ass whooped you know and so like <laughs> you talk about like bodybuilding and stuff and i have a lot of respect for people who have the discipline and the ability to do that kind of stuff there's not a lot of humbling experiences to that with fighting you get instant react like instant responses and you will get humbled quickly. There's no yeah. bullshit. If you're good or, or you're bad, you know. Like, if that guy's better than you, you know. Yeah. And so it's a little bit more uh, insightful in that sense, at least for me. I used to lift weights before Muay Thai as well and focus mainly on, like, aesthetics. I didn't do, like, bodybuilding or anything. Mm -hmm. But you soon quickly realize that, like, muscles don't mean you know how to fight. F fighting doesn't know you mean you know how to actually control your aggression, control your emotions and everything. And so th there's just so many different layers to it. And I think if you just talk about just the fighting aspect of fighting, even though it kind of sounds like counterintuitive, um, th there's so much more to be learned from that because fighting does have its benefits. Like that's that's why I, f I fought is because it, it, it pushes you. It, it challenges you in ways that you can't imagine. And you have to find out about yourself, whether you're as tough as you think you are, whether you would give up when your back's up against the wall, whether injuries would stop your progress and so on and so forth. And so that's the that's the beauty of martial arts is because it kind of just allows you to see that there's ups and downs to everything. And you're always striving for perfection, knowing that you're never going to fucking reach it. You know, you're trying to be the best you can, but you know that you'll never ultimately release your full potential, you know, and the same goes for life. And that's why I'm trying to uh, start to spread like you can be a champion in the ring. You can be a champion fighter. But I'm more about being a champion husband right now, being a champion uh, soon to be father being a champion businessman, being a champion of everything. Yeah. And if I can use the same tools that I use in Muay Thai and these other aspects of my life, then it's fucking game over, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's it's weird once you start looking at things as a game, you know, like you say game over, like I feel like a lot of people say that jokingly, but in reality, if you look at it as like a game, like if you fail, you know, like you can hit the reset button and start again, you know, spawn again, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't like, I, I just look at it as like, it's hard to fail if you never quit, you know, like that's, you just, you just learned and well said, yeah, you just learned something. Um, but so you've obviously had millions of lessons, uh, just like little small life lessons, you know, every practice I get one, um, so how did you even start getting into this? You know, it's, is it something you're like, you know what, mom, I want to, I want to go out and, you know, the most violent sport known to man, Muay Thai. I want to learn that, you know, like, how did you get into it? Cause you got into it fairly young, I believe. Right. Uh, I got into it when I was like 2021. 20, yeah. Um, when I, 
I don't know whether that's young or not, depending for, on I mean, uh, who like I'm talking to. Americans right? that might, it's kind of like the average. It's now, like, as the sport's growing, you see a lot more teenagers and, and uh, kids getting into it, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, the, the lessons you learn uh, training martial arts is just like so valuable. But um, I guess I'll tell like a short, long story, if that makes any sense. Yeah. When I was growing up, I always played team sports. I was always uh, like skinnier than most kids. I was always small. I was kind of bullied a little bit. Nothing like serious. There was a couple of times where I was like shoved in a locker. Um, there was a couple of times where I just got picked on for being small, you know, and being like super skinny. And so there was always that insecurity in, in the back of my head as I was growing up of feeling like I can't defend myself. And so I always like shot away from controversy, uh, confrontation, always shot away from the idea of fighting. I thought boxing and MMA was so stupid, man, but I played hockey and baseball growing up and I loved competing. I, I loved the idea of uh, winning and just improving and that kind of stuff. But the thing is with like baseball and hockey, I always felt like my, my fate was in the coach's hands, like depending on where I played, how much time I played, what position I played. And I didn't have any control of like how well I did. Well, obviously I did like I can practice and do all that kind of stuff, but ultimately the coach decides whether or not I get to play or not. Yeah. And I felt kind of overlooked a lot. Um, I, I've just figured this out recently, by the way, after a whole fight career of like, this is, this is why I actually started fighting. But, um, after that, uh, hockey, I was always, uh, in scuffles in hockey and it was something about the competitive nature of being able to fight in a sport that I was able to separate from like fighting in real life. And I started to just get more curious about like just the idea of fighting. And then one game, my, uh, I was in the penalty box for like half the game, man. And like, I was just fighting people and hitting people. And my mom was at that game. And then after the game, she jokingly said, like, I don't even understand why you play hockey. You should just join a boxing gym and box if you're going to do that. And I don't think she realized what she like planted in my head. Cause then I signed up for a fucking boxing gym and started uh, training from there. Boxing organically led to uh, MMA, trying MMA out. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot with jujitsu and wrestling. I didn't take to it though. It was definitely forced. I felt like to uh, continue training it, mm -hmm. and I just naturally kind of gravitated towards the stand-up striking. And so, eventually, when I was like 20 years old, I was uh, a lot of serendipitous events kind of just like happened all at once. So, when I was 18, my best friend died in a in a car accident, just like suddenly. You just don't expect that kind of stuff, and it really gives you a different perspective to look through. It hit me hard. I never really dealt with death, especially someone close to me. And so that made me really take a step back and kind of reflect. I was depressed for a while. I was smoking a lot of weed, killing a lot of Nazi zombies on Call of Duty, and just kind of <laughs> wasting life away, you know? Oh, yeah. And then I remember just uh, one day, I was like, I'm just like wasting my life, man. I'm just like, what am I doing? And if my friend Devin was alive, like he'd be living. And I'm, I'm not living right now. So I started reading a lot. Because after school, I was never good in school, right? Because they, I was always never liked people tell me what to do, what to study, what to do, right? So when I was finally able to kind of decide what I wanted to read and what I wanted to study, I was opened up to a lot more in the world. So I read The Fighter's Heart by Sam Sheridan, which was about his journey to Thailand to have his first fight, to Brazil to study jujitsu to the US to do wrestling, to Japan to study uh, Aikido and so on and so forth. And that really just inspired me to be like, oh, like that'd be so cool to travel 
uh, in all these different cultures and learn their martial arts. And it scared me too. And that's kind of like the exciting aspect of it. It was like, it really put some fear into me of traveling across the world. I never really traveled before. And then studying a martial art where you can like get seriously hurt. But uh, I also read at the same time, the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. This was before like uh, it was a, a thing, especially before COVID, right? Everyone after COVID is an online entrepreneur now. Yeah. But um, with uh, Tim Ferriss, he kind of planted the idea. of like, oh, I can make money anywhere in the world doing what I love to do. So it just kind of was in my head and those two things aligned. Then I got fired from my job. I uh, My girlfriend broke up with me. My lease was ending. And then I also won a uh, online poker tournament for like 15 grand. And I was like, holy shit, like, what am I going to do with this money? Uh, I'm going to Thailand to, to train and fight and see what this shit is all about. So I went to Thailand, had my first three fights. And uh, after my third fight, I remember going back to my bungalow, looking in the mirror and just deciding then and there, I'm like, this is what I'm fucking doing. I'm going to figure it out. And like you were saying before, like, I ain't going to fail because I'm not going to quit. And no matter what, I'm just going to keep moving forward. And so since that moment on in 2010, 2011 i'm so bad with years i don't fucking remember yeah. but uh ever since then i've been putting my head down working hard trying to create this life of uh of my vision and uh so far so good man i'm very grateful and appreciative of the journey that i've that i've had yeah yeah it's crazy i don't know if you've experienced this but i've talked to a few other people and it seems like um and even for myself uh in doing something alone um, kind of like when you're wanting to do something outside the norm, like the normality of a nine to five, or you're trying to really do something great, it is lonely as shit. And there's, it's, you have support from a distance, it seems like, but like, while you're in it, it feels very lonely. Are you, did you experience that kind of in the start? Or did you have a lot of uh, family and support and everything around you kind of pushing you along? But well, a combination. Um I am fortunate enough to have a, a good family. Like I have uh, parents who support me and they love me. They never really understood. Uh, maybe my dad understood. He does some computer work and he studied Taekwondo and uh, karate as a kid. So he understood why I wanted to fight. Mm -hmm. He understood the idea of like starting an online business, but they didn't understand necessarily how I was going to do that. My mom had no idea why I wanted to fight. Uh, she finally came to terms with why I want to do that. Uh, but ultimately they still supported me because that's what I wanted to do. And they were like, if you, that's what you want to do, like, go ahead and do it. But everyone else, um, well, not everyone else, but most other people, not that they would say it to my face, but when I told them I'm going to become a professional Muay Thai fighter, travel the world and make money doing it by starting a blog, like it was fucking crazy talk. And people were like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, let me know when it works. That sounds like a cute idea, you know? Yeah. And uh, sure enough, like I just stuck with it. And uh, now a lot of the same people are like, how'd you do it? Like, how'd you figure that out? I'm like, well, like 10 years ago, I, I started it and I just kind of kept with it. But it's really easy to, uh, for people to shut you down when it's beyond their scope of imagination and their scope of belief because a lot of people will just shine their insecurities onto you. Mm -hmm. You tell them you're going to travel to Thailand to fight and everything. They think that's crazy, right? Because they would never do that because they're too scared to do that. That's why they're telling you that's crazy. And so you have to take everything with a grain of salt. You have to have tunnel vision, man. You have to just like stay in your own lane, be super clear in what you want to be doing, where you want to be going. And also try to surround yourself with people who actually breathe fire into your vision, you know? My wife, for example, Liz, 
I always say she's like my Adrian to my Rocky, you know, she always just helped me uh, overcome all the obstacles that come with professional fighting with uh, entrepreneurship. And so having a good support system around you is going to be really important to make sure that when you do fall off, when you do lose a little self-belief, when you have more self-doubt, they can kind of pull you up and tell it and like remind you of like why you're doing what you're doing. And so I don't know if you were asking for advice, maybe I'm giving unsolicited advice, but that's just how I, I've been able to work. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Cause like right before we started, um, you know, I said like, I've been having like a shitty week. Um, I actually, so I went to rehab like 40 years ago for drugs and alcohol kind of changed everything around, went through this big medical crash. And this whole time I've been trying to, uh, work up to this grad school application and yesterday found out that I got denied. So I won't get to apply for like another year. And I was watching one of your videos to where you were talking about uh, your first pro loss, actually, um, and how you were kind of like, you know, down and out. And, you know, they called to see if you wanted to take a flight or whatever. I can let you tell the story. Um, but then your wife kind of chimed up and everything. And so like I I have, you know, that chick I actually have. Um, I'm engaged. So I have a fiance. Oh, beautiful, she's, man. Congrats. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Um, I don't know how she's making it through this crazy period because it's like trying to actually have to pick yourself up, you know, and, and going through that struggle. I don't know how how well I would be handling a lot of shit that's been going on if it wasn't for martial arts. Um, and then you also said something else that reminded me of a quote. It was a don't or don't tell small minded people big dreams, you know, like it, they just won't understand. And so kind of like seeing somebody that's taken, you know, like what could just be like a normal life and traveling all the way to Thailand to pursue something that you're very passionate about. How scary was that? I mean, to actually get on the plane and to just take off and say, fuck it, I'm doing this. You know, like it, it was more exciting than it was scary, to be honest, because I, I looked at it in the lens that this is going to be a crazy learning experience. Like I'm going to, I'm going to learn from this in one form or another. I might lose my fights. I might hate Muay Thai after this, but after this, I'll know more about myself and what direction in life I want to be going. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was just really trying to root down into one thing that I always try to explain to people about like how I've been able to quote unquote be, be successful with uh, my career in, in some aspects is I always had a really clear vision of where I want to go and why I wanted to go there. And as long as I was always able to connect with that, even when I had the downs, I was able to pick myself back up thanks to help of like my wife and my friends as well. But most of the time it was me picking myself back up and telling me that, you know what, like this is just a minor setback the end goal and like being able to impact people and change people's lives and make money while doing it. So this way I can have ultimate freedom with my life. That's what I want to be doing. I want to make money by helping people unleash their full potential through Muay Thai. And so as long as I was able to continue to connect with that, didn't matter what other people thought. I had haters in the beginning, man. So many people will talk so much shit. People still talk shit, you know, even UFC champions have critics, you know, no matter what, <laughs> yeah. no matter how good you are, at what you do, people will always be criticizing and judging you. So if you can develop some type of thick skin, which is much needed on uh, the internet nowadays, that's going to help you just kind of be able to push through as well, because people are going to doubt you. People are going to hate you. 
for no fucking reason too. They'll just hate on you. Like the, yeah. no matter what, like uh, the one thing I, I heard someone say, I, I can't remember who I can take this quote from, but 20% of people are going to love you. 20% of people are going to hate you. And 60% of the people are the people that you're trying to convince to like you and love you a little bit more. But no matter what, there's always going to be 20% of people that no matter what might be your personality, might be your nose, might be your fucking whatever laugh. They, they'll just find reasons to hate you, whether it's, yeah genuine or whether it's because it's their own insecurities. So ultimately though, when I hopped on that plane to Thailand, I kept that vision super clear. Every, every trip that I made to Thailand, I, I went yearly pretty much until we moved there. Um, I kept in, in uh, grounded in the idea of that. I want to make a living doing this. I want to change people's lives. And I, I don't want to answer to a boss or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, you said something at the beginning that I was actually kind of curious how it tied in with you being in Thailand. Um, so my uh, teacher, coach, you know, whatever you want to call him, uh, his name is Métis Jepadik. He's from Thailand. Um, so he has a Lumpini belt. Um, I don't, he's the amount of belts this guy has out of Thailand is ridiculous. That's as le legit as it gets, a Lumpini belt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then him and his father, like their family has a dragon leg. It's like their own style of Muay Thai. So oh, he's he's a, he's brutal on us. Um, and he's very traditional. So like going all the way back to like, he doesn't like the clinching style of Muay Thai. Um, and then you being, I mean, not to be blunt or anything, but you're a white dude and you're going to Thailand to where, you know, like that's their national sport. Is, thai, is Muay Thai, you know, and you said that uh, you've had like imposter syndrome in the past. Did you have like a, in the imposter syndrome going into Thailand to, you know, learn and fight in Muay Thai and being an outsider? Did you experience that at all? Or was it a more inviting experience? Oh, sorry. Envisioning? Sorry, someone like just called my phone and like messed up my stream because it's connected to my computer my bad anyway oh, yeah no it's um it's good. i had imposter syndrome then an entire time man like i i've always i still deal with imposter syndrome it's something that's always kind of like a little troll in the back of my head try to mm. suffocate it try not to breathe any air to it but yeah man going to thailand finding the ties at their own game um ties are tough dude like they uh they know the sport very well they're very tough to win fights against and at my weight class that's all i was i was just fighting ties all the time and uh it was really great though i mean the, the beauty of it too is like i oh whenever i have this imposter syndrome right i just root back down to that vision right doesn't matter how much of a phony i think i am i'm just going to keep going forward because ultimately i'm going to change people's lives i'm going to make as cliche as it sounds i'm going to make the world a better place and I'm going to be able to do what I love to do uh, as a living. And so I just always kept circling back to that. Whenever any injuries happen, whenever any losses happen, whenever any doubts, self uh, uh, imposter syndrome happened, I just always rooted back to my vision. And I really think my obsession with my vision has really helped me succeed. And the, the clarity of my vision has helped me succeed. It changes often, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm always doing uh visualization exercises i'm always journaling i'm always setting goals uh not just on new year's like i'm setting goals all the time i'm creating my schedule i'm trying to figure out how to be more efficient with my time and so 
ultimately, like I said, I had imposter syndrome. I still do, but I stay connected to why I'm doing what I'm doing. And the imposter syndrome seems so minute compared yeah. to everything else that I want to be doing. So it's almost like doing people a disservice by not just shutting out off that imposter syndrome and be able to help people. I feel like if I were, I also think about this a little morbid about like when I die, like what, what am I going to be known for? And like, will I even be known at all? When I die, I want people to just be like, well, Sean was a cool dude. He helped me with Muay Thai and he helped me become a slightly better person. You know, yeah. if I didn't do any of that on my deathbed, who the fuck is going to care about me? What type of uh, footprint will I leave on the world? You know, what type of legacy will I leave on the world? And I don't want to regret not trying to pursue things because of some self-doubt or some haters on the internet, on the YouTube comment section, talking shit, you know? And so <laughs> as long as I stay, stay connected with my vision, nothing else fucking matters, man. Yeah. And I think that's how you like, uh, it, it's a weird thing. I've heard you say a few things that's kind of tied into my life to where, so I've been journaling a lot. And uh, you said, like, when you originally said um, success, you put it in air quotes, and then you said succeed, you know, but that kind of came out smoother. It almost seems like I've, I've seen a lot of people be afraid of using the word or the statement, I'm successful, you know, so it's even though it, I don't know why. Um, you're, you're it's weird. It's just, it's just fake yeah. humble bullshit. You know, like yeah. if you're too humble, how are you ever going to believe in yourself enough to actually like continue pushing through? You need to find the right balance of like a yeah, healthy yeah. ego and an ego that's in check. But like, I am like, I am successful. Like I am happy to be in the position in my life. I'm very fortunate as well to yeah, be a middle-class white male, you know, like I got a lot of good cards dealt my way, but I fucking worked hard at it as well, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. why not? like appreciate my success and and just instead of just tampering it down like i'm not going to go and brag about everything but when i'm talking about it when i'm asking questions about it i'm also going to just be real you know yeah yeah for sure i it's i uh i don't know i've i don't think i've ever had an actual definition for what i thought success was until i started. oh man that's so important yeah until like i started journaling and it was like two days ago maybe three days ago and uh you ever like just be writing something down you see a couple words and then it just clicks and you can say the same saying but a whole new meaning is attached to it and it just happened to write down learning and then like the next line was success and i was like shit like success is learning you know mm -hmm. and you can't learn unless you fail and you have to continue to keep going you know and that's kind of what makes you successful and you can measure it by how many times you get back up you know, and so that was kind of like how I, how I define success and you've had like, you know, different areas of success. So how, how do you, would you define what success is to you today? I guess. Is that success is just being able to wake up, breathe in some air and like appreciate what I've been able to do with my life, whether it's the small things like being able to. Well, I don't know what small things I'm thinking of or like having dogs, right? Like I just appreciate my dogs, like just being more present is like success to me and being a little bit more rooted in uh, my day to day. It's really easy to get lost in like future goals and everything. And then judge yourself based off not being able to achieve those goals. Mm -hmm. And so I always try to root down to like, what have I achieved already? And what do I want to achieve? What do I get to do today to work towards my goals? But success to me is ultimately like freedom, like personal freedom financial freedom, 
freedom to say, do what I want, how I want to do it and live anywhere in the world, do whatever I want on any given day. That's ultimate success for me. Have I gotten to that? Not yet. I'm getting there, but I still qualify a lot of my uh, journey as a successful part of my journey. I love what you said before about learning is like the end game, right? Because it is like, I feel like humans life purpose more or less is to learn and grow and to evolve. You know, that's all that we've been doing, whether you believe in evolution or not, I don't know how this is going. Right. But uh, when it comes to evolution, like you should be evolving, you should be growing. You should be trying to improve yourself and the people around you. That's just like a tangible energy that you're able to create around yourself. And then you just pass on good vibes to everyone else. You help other people lift them up while they're down and just creates a, a better environment to be around. So I guess success for me, I kind of went all the way around with a bunch of different sidebars, but uh, yeah, personal freedom while also being able to like change people's lives for the better. Like that, that's ultimate success for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that answer. I don't like black and white, straightforward answers. They're, they don't really give success you is to- having a million dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah. give you much to like, think about, talk about. It's just kind of like, Oh, okay. That's, you know, that's, that's how it is. <clears throat> uh, dear God. Yeah. It's crazy how success does change for everybody. Um, but you found a way to do it by yourself you know i don't know if like you have like other people around you with the production of the videos or anything but it's essentially up forever and you can use that content you know as like educational material to impact not just what you put up now you know like the uh like 60 minute fighter follow along workout you know like that you put up whenever you put it up a year ago that's going to be up in 20 years you know so that's Mm -hmm. also another like avenue of like income that you have coming in that a lot of people aren't always thinking about you know something that can kind of put you forward ahead of time um do you have other avenues that you're getting into that you're bringing the muay thai guy to or are you kind of branching off into more you know behind the scenes type things I'll give you a breakdown of my business. How's that sound? Perfect. All right. So YouTube and, and social media doesn't pay, like, especially in the Muay Thai scene. It's uh, not a niche where a lot of advertisers are like itching to get in. So right, yeah. off YouTube, I have quarter of a million YouTube subscribers. I make anywhere between like 500 to $1,000 a month off of YouTube ads. If you're in the financial uh, world or you're in even the MMA world, you might be making a lot more than that. But ads and social media, uh, social media is more used to generate leads, to have people kind of sign up for emails, subscribe to my content, and just be more immersed in my my circle of Muay Thai content, more or less. What we're trying to move towards is, like I said, I want to be helping people not just with Muay Thai, but with life. And so I've done a group coaching program, or first I did a beta group coach, beta one-on-one coaching program with five individuals called the champion of life. And this is where I'm kind of sharing my practical methods, uh, philosophies, systems that have helped me achieve what I've achieved and be able to uh, consider myself as someone who is striving to be a champion of life, whether I am or not, 
that's debatable, but that's what I'm striving to be. I'm trying to trying to be a champion in all aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. So I'll be coming out with a podcast for that. I'll be coming out with uh, a group coaching program, which will release relatively soon. And that is something I'm, I'm really excited about because it's just a different thing to uh, dive into. Like this conversation has been fun because it hasn't just been about Muay Thai. You know, usually when people get me on interviews, it's all Muay Thai. And I love Muay Thai. But when it's all you fucking do, you need a goddamn <laughs> break from Muay Thai, man. Yeah, you know? Man. But uh, yeah, ultimately, then, that is the direction where we're going. We also host Muay Thai retreats around the world. And I'm trying to get that more delegated. So I'm not the only host. So right now we have three Costa Rica retreats scheduled for June, July, and August. You can go to MuayThaiVacations.com to check those out. We have uh, great hosts who are both fighters and active competitors who are also great instructors who are hosting it. And I'm looking to uh, broaden that and try to get more uh, qualified instructors, more locations and that kind of stuff as well, because like you said, there's something about the the martial arts world, the Muay Thai world, where the people that you meet are just fucking cool, man. They're just like my type of people. And so people who travel and train Muay Thai, those are definitely my type of people. And so we started creating these events just so we can meet more like-minded people. Because like you said, in like your day-to-day -day life, like here in New Paltz, New York, where I, where I live right now, Muay Thai is barely known. You know, yeah. people don't know who I am or what I do really. And when I tell people I'm a professional Muay Thai fighter, fucking crazy. You know, you don't hear that every day. Where in Thailand, I was around other professional fighters and other people doing the same shit that I was doing. And so that was really uh, helpful just being around people who didn't think of me as crazy, but thought of me as just, oh, that's just what you do. That's what I'm doing too. Crazy, right? And so we try to kind of replicate that with these retreats so people kind of don't feel alone uh, in their Muay Thai journey. Because I know a lot of people are able to go to gyms, but some people aren't. And that's why like my YouTube and everything is a good outlet as well. And then they can come to these retreats, uh, teach me a thing or two for my own technique videos, and then uh, just have some fun, eat some food. And uh, these trips are awesome, man. Um, not to keep rambling, but we did one in Greece in 2018. And uh, after that, we, uh, my wife and I got married at the end of a retreat in Greece. And so the whole retreat group came to our wedding. It was oh, so much awesome. fun then. And then also the, my, my, our families and friends came too. So it was like a week long shit show, man. we just like Muay Thai drinking, partying and enjoying <laughs> Greece. And then the, by the time wedding came, everyone was kind of like tired out by then. So it was a little bit of a tamer wedding night because everyone kind of got their, their party game on yeah. uh, the whole week before. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Though. It does kind of seem like Muay Thai gives you a second family. You know, like oh, you, for really, sure. you really have to trust your training partners not to hurt you. They have to trust you and you end up building, it, it's more than just friendships. You kind of have like a bond with people after a time and especially traveling around to different tournaments and fights and, you know, just sitting in a car with somebody for five, six, seven hours, you know, you, you learn to, to like them in a different light and kind of get to see everybody differently. Um, so you gain a different respect for them, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I know you are an extremely busy dude and you got to get out of here. Um, <coughs> So you were talking about these retreats. What else do you have kind of coming up and where can everybody get a hold of you? Obviously, Muay Thai guy, you know, you Google that. Um, but just kind of like throw out everything um, where everybody can find you and, you know, what you got coming up besides the retreats. 
Well, yeah. So appreciate, first of all, I appreciate the, the interview, man. It's always fun uh, talking with like-minded people who are doing similar things. So keep doing your thing, man. It's yeah, uh, it's cool you. to see thank other you. people like pursuing yeah, this pleasure. kind of stuff. Um, check MuayThaiGuy.com is probably the, the number one place that you can go to sign up for email updates. That's where like you get everything. That's where you get like behind the scenes of my training, my life, uh, upcoming events, discounts, promotions, uh, free giveaways and like that kind of stuff for like boxing gloves or, or cool, not more nation and Muay Thai guy tank tops and stuff. Uh, so signing up for emails is definitely the best way to go. But if you don't do emails, you don't want to do that. You can find me on social media. Like, uh, you said, just Google Muay Thai guy. I'm fucking everywhere, man. You'll find <laughs> me. You will find yeah. me. No, that's awesome. All right, man. Yeah. And the best part about what you do is you literally just need a bag, a pair of gloves, and maybe a mirror, you know, just to make sure you're doing what you think you're doing. Other than that, you don't need anything. Um, you don't even need a bag. You don't even need yeah. a fucking bag, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've gone to, uh, to classes a few times with me to where it's just footwork. I don't put gloves on or anything. It's me in a mirror for two hours and my calves are killing me. So yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> Shit's brutal at times, but all right, man. No, I really appreciate you coming on. I uh, wish you luck in everything that you do. And uh, I'm going to put uh, down in the show notes, I'll put everything down there so people can uh, some reach out and give you some love. So appreciate right. it, Rob. Thanks so yeah. much for having me on, man. All right. I appreciate you, Sean. Have a good one. There we go, guys. We got another one locked down. Sean is a great dude. I'm sure I'm going to keep talking to him in the future. Um, maybe even have him on again. I don't know. What do you think? But either way, go ahead and show him some love online. The Muay Thai guy is everywhere. It's going to be hard to not find him if you just type the Muay Thai guy. Um, anyway, go ahead and show him some love as well as show the show some love uh show me some love um a fighter story is on every platform including patreon instagram and youtube go ahead and find us there show us a lot of love and thank you for all the supporters and people who donate to the show i promise you it's going directly back to the show to make it better i also have some bigger guests coming up some amazing people so i'm really excited for that so go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's where I'm going to be able to keep you updated on upcoming guests and some maybe merch stuff. I don't know. Maybe in the works. But uh, either way, I want to give a big shout out to the show's sponsors, The Mechanic over at Apex Massage and The MMA Dietitian. If you got a fight coming up or just need to lose some weight, go ahead and look them up on Instagram as well. So thank you guys, and uh, I'm going to get out of here and enjoy the great day. Thanks. See you.